0: You are listening to the audio version of the Courtauld Digital Media Blog. My name is Ben Britton and I am a digitisation volunteer. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this post. The New Towns Are No Longer New. Basildon in the Conway Archive. Written by Ben Britton. Posted on the 21st of February, 2020. The image in Box 4252, Folder 1, Photograph 1 in the Conway Library, shows Brook House in Basildon Town Centre. The 14-storey block is immense, raised up with pylons above the low-rise buildings and the concrete slabs of the town centre that seem wet with rain. The photograph seems to have been taken in winter. The many trees in the square are bare. In 1956, before Brook House was built, or any part of Basildon for that matter, there was a sign in its place that read This is the site of Basildon town centre. Over the next few years, the first buildings of what was already Basildon were put up, fulfilling the sign's prophetic message. I was particularly intrigued to find a folder in the Conway Library containing 20th-century municipal and residential architecture, not least of all because it is shelved directly opposite several boxes' worth of photographs of the Agia Sophia, which is about as iconic as European architecture gets. There is something important to be gained, I think, from recognising the aesthetic and historic value of a medium-sized post-war town in Essex, alongside so much other human achievement. Another image in box 4252, folder 1, photograph 9, shows Brookhouse from further away, in a smaller square in the shopping district. The new towns are no longer new, reads a parliamentary select committee's investigation into the problems now faced by the swathe of purpose-built towns following the end of the Second World War. These towns were, in theory, a continuation of Ebenezer Howard's Garden City visions to house those displaced by slum clearance in an overcrowded London, There is certainly a shared utopian ideal between the new towns and the garden cities and not one mutually exclusive of pragmatism. But there the similarities end, as finally the avant-garde of British architects were given permission and funding to build the modern sorts of towns that they had always dreamed about. Among them was Sir Basil Spence, who, having won the contract to redesign Coventry Cathedral, beating competition from Giles Gilbert Scott, rose to prominence and became Britain's most prolific modernist architect. He, along with A.B. Davis, designed Brook House and the vast majority of Basildon's town centre. The Im- image in Box 4252, Folder 1, Photograph 2, shows Brook House from below, focusing on the angular windows of the individual flats. It is tempting, as with so much brutalist architecture, to make claims of the building's dominance over the low rise landscape, and certainly it is possible to indicate this with a Rodchenko esque photograph. This image, Photograph 2, is taken directly below Brook House, looking up. Divorced from its surroundings, the sense of the building's scale is further magnified. But the general impression given by the pictures in the Conway Archive is not one of overbearing concrete. Both up close and from a distance, we're able to see how the entirely residential building inhabits a humbler space at the centre of town, acting as a sheltered forecourt for the surrounding shops. Even the undoubtedly massive pylons have a slight slimness to them, to the point of looking vaguely insectoid and flimsy under the immense weight they support. Photograph 4 in Box 4252, Folder 1, is taken up close in the forecourt of Brook House, at ground level with the pylons. The supports are in fact V-shaped, and in this photo they parallel a bare tree, whose branches similarly reach upwards. What this goes to show is the humanist bent of the design of the new towns. Certainly they are monumental. The problems they were attempting to remedy necessitated their scale, but equally they were a radical approach to the problems of working-class living conditions at the time. The Liberal MP, Lord Beveridge, whose work laid the foundations for Britain's welfare state, described the ideal new town as one of beauty and happiness and community spirit. It is the effort towards these ideals that I think is captured in these photographs before the subsequent economic downturn and regeneration programmes undergone by Bathledon. Another photograph from box 4252, folder 1, photograph 8, shows Brook House, as well as John Gordon's mosaic on the facade of Blenheim House, formerly home to the Locarno Ballroom, the largest of its kind in Britain at the time. It is not the case, as the Parliamentary Select Committee's report seems to suggest, that new towns such as Basildon were always devoid of community cultural centres. Instead, that these facilities a cinema, an art centre, a library, etc required a consistent investment, which the New Towns, unfortunately, did not receive. Equally, accusations of the New Towns' lack of heritage in the 2008 report contradict the assertion that they are no longer new. Indeed, in Basildon's case, just before the release of the 2008 report, National Lottery funding had been used to establish a heritage trail through the town, focusing on its post-war architecture. And the aesthetic effect of this architecture has its own heritage in England's radical humanist tradition, the likes of Milton's Poetics or Moore's Utopia. So to find photographs of Basildon among so much readily accepted great architecture is a reassurance. Its place in an archive of this significance is a foothold for its place in the grand scheme of British architectural history, and in its own way it is an investment of sorts. Further information for those with an interest in municipal architecture the House of Commons Communities and Local Government Committee's New Towns follow-up report can be found on the Parliament Publications website. Municipal Dreams, written by James Bowden and published in 2018 by Verso Books, comes highly recommended, as does his blog. Municipaldreams.wordpress.com.